It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to Scout's Eye on College Football for this Tuesday, August 11th, as it has been a whirlwind since we last spoke on Thursday. Got into the weekend. Lot of, well, news, no news, rumors, uh, a lot of things going on with the status of the college football season. So we're going to get into uh, that uh, today, as well as quite a few other things um, that we want to get to. We'll eventually preview a Big Ten season that we don't know if it's going to take place or not. By the time you uh, we get to, together on Thursday, we may have that answer, but we're going to discuss it anyway. We're going to talk about, uh, again, the latest that is going on. I do not like talking about things of that nature, but, you know, it is kind of critical to what we're doing, and everyone wants to know not who's going to win fill-in-the-blank conference, but who the hell is going to play if we're going to play. All those things, I think, are – you know, so significant to this process and whether we're going to even have games to talk about. So let's get into it. want to remind you of a couple of things. All the improvements we've done, the expansions that we've done on the Landry Football Network, very simple. You go to the college football, uh, excuse me, the Landry Football Podcast, sign up for Landry Football conference call, and you'll get all of these podcasts. They'll come to you. Had a great question and a thought from Kevin who said, man, I like all the podcasts, some more than others. But, you know, can I get a recap of the best of? And, Kevin, we we really can't do that. We don't have the manpower to go through and cut up all of the different shows. We've got too many. So uh, I get it. Uh, there's some that you like more than others, and others may feel the same, and will listen accordingly. What I would ask you to do as a loyal listener is to check them out, see which ones you like, and then obviously listen to those. Um, we just we've just got you know, and, and there's some that you're going to like, and and I want feedback. Okay, the the buck stops with me. So everything I have been working on diligently to the to the point of maybe not getting uh, 
what I need to get done on my podcast here each and every week, as you well know, uh, twice a week, College and Pro Show. Um, we're trying to get all the shows lined up, and we are trying to get them uh, looking good and all the technical stuff and overlays, which working with folks to do that is a challenge and a chore and time-consuming, as well as trying to get the sales process on this worked out. As you know, this podcast is free. You can listen to it. But the way to survive this is to grow all of the podcasts and to be able to sell it. And, uh, you know, this just in terms of what I would ask you to do is go in and, and, and try out all the podcasts. You don't have to, you don't, you know, not crazy about what they're talking about. You, you can stop them. You can do whatever you want, but just give them all a shot, you know, and, and then, then begin to focus on what it is that you like. And feel free to send me, it's confidential, um, what you like, what you don't like. That helps me. I have to make a decision. It's like I've already had to make a decision on on um, one of the ACC shows of somebody that just really wasn't engaged so we're going to find a new partner for Lawton Swan and who's done a really good job for us. Um, this is a team. I'm the head coach, and we're going to put things together as shows. I can't do all the shows. It's not physically possible, but I can train folks. I can put, leave them in the right direction, and we can rise all tides together. So your feedback is really important, so let me know what you like, you don't like, and I appreciate, and maybe one day, Kevin, we'll be able to do that. I, I One of the things that we are working on is maybe having little clips that are done from each of the shows that may be interesting, but it is hard to do that because what you may like, others may not like. And so, no, it's we're not at the point where we can have somebody that just full-times goes through all the shows and clips out you know, the highlights of what you think, because we don't know what it is that you like and what you want and what the next person wants or like. So um, hopefully you will understand and then grow to follow a number of these podcasts, listen to as many of them as you can. And then most importantly for us, you know, in addition to listening to it, telling folks about what we're doing, because can't stay around if we don't sell it, we don't grow it. And that's what we're here to do. So again, appreciate you. And by the way, one of the folks that we are so proud and honored to have a part. I exchanged texts with Eddie Rojas this past weekend. It was his birthday, and we wish him well. He wishes his young daughter, who's gone through some health issues well. Um, thoughts and prayers lift up to him. And certainly if you um, you of the mind sent a text to Eddie, um, or give a call at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine 5879 to let him know that. Eddie and 401k Generation have been with us for a while and are not only the experts in financial planning, they're good people, they're trustworthy people, loyal people that are there to help you in your business, in your personal environment, in 401ks, in IRAs, whatever the issues are, whatever the questions are in money management, investments, or if you just need to speak with someone, if you're on track to your financial goals, Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation 
who you need to reach out to today. So give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. Again, sign up for Landry Football's conference call to get all the podcasts. Go to Landry Football, and you'll see the podcast posted. You can listen to them there. Also, and this is probably most important, go and watch these podcasts whenever possible. Being done live, go to twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball or just simply go to landryfootball.com, click on follow Chris on Twitch, and I'll take you to the page. You check the schedule. You'll see what is most recently done. You can go back and listen to it, watch it. Also, you can check the schedule and see what's coming up. We've got a morning show that's on its way, hopefully within the next week or so. We've got a midday show, Chuck Oliver's show, on its way, hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, We have gotten all the conference college shows done. We've got the recruiting shows up. We've got our Friday high school shows up. We've got our fantasy football shows up. Our film room show is up. Um, Are You Serious is running five days a week. Tuesday, Thursday, it's SEC. The other three days, other great sports talk. Excuse me, the other two days, Monday and Thursday. Friday is in that time slot, 7 to 8 p.m. Central. is the National High School Show. Every night, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time, is Pro Football Talk with Peter Blake. Focusing on the Bucks on Tuesday and Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, focusing on all of college football. We're working on a couple of other shows, late night, Overnight, Coach's Corner. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on. And uh, on weekends, we've got hard count football. We're looking to add another show there. By the way, we are making a move to the ACC show. It's going to be Sunday and Thursday now at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Sunday and Thursday, beginning this Thursday. So check that out. It's a little bit of a change with the schedule, and we're uh, looking to bring on Jeff Cameron at least for a little while, see how that works. Jeff is from Tallahassee and has done a great job uh, 20-plus years in radio. So we're going to uh, move in that direction uh, to join Lawton Swan. And, and we're, again, always looking to improve host, technical, uh, graphics, um, just the ability to get it, sales, if you can help us with that, you can help us grow out there. We'll, we will make it worth your while. Just simply go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and let us know on that. All right. And by the way, LandryFootball.com is where you can go behind the paywall, get all the scouting, coaching, film room analysis on the college game, the pro game, from recruiting to the draft, you name it. Folks, we're going to be here whether there's a season or not. There's going to be recruiting. There's going to be a draft. There won't be this football season if it's not, but we'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, We've got it all covered for you. We are running down our scouting season offer just a little bit longer, another week, and then uh, we're going back to the regular price. You can try it out for a month. or if you want to join it for the season, I would advise you to get it done now so that you get a little bit break on the price as we've been really lenient and patient with that. We've got to move on with getting back to our regular schedule on that. So check it all out. 
get the scouting season offer today. All right, so the news of the weekend, the news of the past few days has been about will they, won't they play? College football, what is going on? No organization, no structure. We've talked about that. The Big Ten, the Pac-12, trying to decide whether they're going to play or not. Um, Trying to decide what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. Lots of rumors, lots of, I think, inaccurate reporting. But let's go back to Saturday, the MAC deciding that they're not going to play. Folks, I would think, this is not, oh, let me scoop you. It's common sense. I've been a part of college athletics for a long time, do a lot of work with college athletics, and, and I know how this works at all levels. For a program like the MAC, they simply cannot afford to pay the testing costs that would warrant continuing the season. In other words, TV contract, gate receipts, which are going to be reduced in the best-case scenario anyway, is not going to be enough money to offset paying them the, the cost that it would take medically. So it is a loss if they were to play. So it doesn't make sense for them to play. I don't want to speak for them, but I would think that the Sun Belt would feel the same way. The Mountain West has already announced they're not playing this fall. Why? Same thing. So this whole, oh, well, look at this. The dominoes are falling. These were already going to fall. This is common sense. It's been forecasted. We've talked about it at LandryFootball.com for those of you that members for a while. We have talked about it here. They're not going to be able to, in that conference, I don't think Conference USA. I don't know. The AAC considers themselves like a, you know, a group of a power six. They consider themselves the six. They're really not. But they're, they're definitely the lead dog in the G5 schools. I don't know if they can financially afford it. I would expect, I hope I'm wrong, I would expect all of the G5 schools to not play. To not play. For the reasons that I mentioned. Oh, we can talk about, and I... I am not being, I'm not saying that the MAC or the Mountain West are being disingenuous about why they're not playing. The health, those are concerns. We don't want our players in that situation. Of course that's true. But the reality is if they had mega TV contracts at stake, that would allow them to make millions of dollars, even after paying the medical testing, they would do it. So it kind of is disingenuous. I mean, it's true, but like a lot of things that are true, they're incomplete with how they're discussed, and this is the case here. There is a reason why the major conferences are still trying to play because there's a lot financially at stake. Now, are we going to get word today 
that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are soon are not going to play? It's the rumors. It may be. I don't know. I, I do think if they come out and say, because they, the Big Ten, makes a ton of money on their TV contract. Pac-12, not as much. Still big boy level, but not Big Ten big boy level. It will certainly, and this is why leadership, working together, not having a leadership of the Power Five is so detrimental to the sport of college football because you're going to have a case if the Pac-12 and the Big Ten does it is, yeah, we've looked at it and it is not healthy and we've done our research and the research, the medical research says that players, particularly ones, it, this COVID could be causing heart issues and problems. We can't justify putting our players on the field due to health. Then what does it make the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC look like? If they play, it makes them look like they don't give a damn about the players' health or the players' well-being. And that's not fair. That's not accurate. But I think we're seeing a lot of grandstanding. I think we're definitely seeing a lack of leadership and organization in the Big Ten. Because I can tell you this right now, coaches in that conference are pissed. Athletic directors are pissed. Presidents, some of which have a couple of universities in the Big Ten, have epidemiologist backgrounds or research medical research backgrounds as presidents, they're driving this. And with it, they may make that decision. Uh, I don't know. I think the part of what I am saying is if we had a Power Five coalition, all this does is it exposes what I've said for a long time. If you had a Power Five coalition where no one will unilaterally make a decision for other everyone else. Or no one will go out and say, we're not playing. You've got to abide by certain rules as agreed to by the other conferences. But, see, that's the problem is it's every man for himself. And as long as you have that, the only agenda they care about are their own and not the greater good of college athletics. So here's my point on this overall. If you, okay, we're not going to let our players play because it's not healthy, what the hell do you think is going to happen to those players when they go home, when they're on campus not involved? You think they're not the, – I mean, I would say that there's a better chance to keep them safer under the guidance of the medical staffs of these really – elite athletic departments with the direction and the discipline of a football season than you would if they just go out into the campus community, private community, what have you. So if indeed there are issues that leads to heart issues, you know, to sit there and say that they're going to get it because they're playing, 
is asinine. I don't think that is the case at all. I think there's a greater chance that it spreads. Now, certainly being around one another, but I think you're going to see a lot of it take place if they're not in that environment. So I I do think the Pac-12, very liberal operation. Keep in mind that states, particularly as it relates to state universities, have a lot of say-so, a lot of political pull. The presidents of the universities, many are appointed the board of supervisors, the board of regents, they're called a little bit differently in each place, are normally appointed by the governor. Therefore, you're dealing with a lot of layers of bureaucracy. And so I think that that's contributing to some of this. I do think the Pac-12 will go along with what the Big Ten does. I don't think the Pac-12 wants to be out front. I think the Pac-12 kind of wants to fall in line. They may be. Don't know this. They may be more inclined to sit out, postpone it, what have you, push it back. Don't know. People have asked me, what do you hear? What, what You talk to other people. Uh, guys, I'm going to tell you something. I've been busy, obviously. We're doing at Landry Football, getting prepared for football, college and pro, high school, everything. I'm not calling an athletic director. I don't know many presidents, to be honest with you, that I'd even care to talk to. The athletic directors don't know. So what am I going to call and say, you're going to play, and I'm going to get, I don't know, what are you hearing? I mean, I don't have time for that. And it's not of any use. You know, all these quotes, and I get it, everybody in the media has to have their say, right? My sources say, I mean, look, I'm going to tell you, the Big Ten, the leaders towards we absolutely need to play, you dumb son of a bitches, comes from Nebraska and Iowa. They, by hook or by crook, have pushed behind the scenes, we need to play. Ohio State is in that group, not quite to the degree, mainly because of the Ohio governor, but the university itself has been definitely in favor. And and most are. I do think that I can tell you that all the Athletic directors and coaches want to play. I don't know what the presidents are going to do. In the Pac-12, again, I think you're dealing in the state of California where there's a lot of consternation about this whole process, which, you know, I, I, certainly there should be. I mean, there's there's a – got a major pandemic. But – we need to shut it down type thought. Th- those are a little bit more prevalent throughout the schools in the Pac-12. And many of them are in California. So we're going to have to wait and see on that. Uh, I did see, and I have been mentioning it for a while, that I do think we have 
sort of taken the attitude that, well, if you don't play football, well, then you know we're protecting the players. They're safe. Again, what frickin' planet do you have to be on to think that? To think that you're going to be safer out in rest of society, young people, you think they're not going to go to bars on campus, you think they're not going to go to, you know, hang out joints with their other people, lots of people, bars and what have you, college age, whether they're digital learning or on-campus learning. Do you think they're not going to do that? Sure as hell they are. You got a better chance, and I'm not saying that they won't do it. You got a better chance of discipline, controlling, and organizing their movements on campus. I said it for a while. If you wanted to ensure the safety of the players, should have been done by conference. Should have been done again if you had leadership that oversaw all the Power Fives. Guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to create our bubble. These guys are going to learn virtually. These guys are going to be held in a sanitary environment on campus, off campus, wherever, hotel, dorm room, and it's going to be controlled. You could control it. That If you wanted to prevent the spread, that's how you could have done it. And and that's a hell of a lot better than saying, well, we're just not going to play. You guys go home. You guys go wherever you want to go and, and, and be safe. I mean, certainly having – you think those guys are going to get tested regularly on their own? No. They're going to be carriers, and many of them not even get sick and spread it around to rest of society. Or – do you want them in a controlled environment where there is regular testing that can say, we got to pull this guy out, and they've been in contact with this group, and you're much better off. So we've got the Mountain West. We've got the MAC. And I think we're going to have the other G5 schools that go out and see if they can do it in the spring. I don't know that it's going to be better. I don't know any of that. So we shall find out. Some news around, some good news. Around. By the way, I, again, I mentioned about the safety of players being on campus, and I noticed Nick Saban came out and said the same thing, that they're safer staying at their programs and be out in the general public. Scott Frost said the university is committed to playing the season no matter what. What does that really mean? Can they go out and just do what they want to do? No. But what I think it does is a chance to publicly come out and say, hey, don't look at us because we're up there rear end trying to make sure that this is what we need to do. Big Ten has always had a little bit of an arrogance that doesn't quite administratively that doesn't quite match their status. They have a higher opinion of themselves politically, and to some degree it's justified, 
but they tend to think that they speak for college football and college athletics. I think that arrogance to where you go off and do what you want to do is very dangerous. And as we grow the sport of college football, if we don't get that in check, look, I would hope we don't have to deal with pandemics on a regular basis. But other little minor issues that get lost by most people but get seen every day in the world that I live in and work in, everybody's getting to see it now because the pandemic just shines a spotlight and a magnifying glass on the real problems that we have. Some on-the-field stuff. Florida, big day, getting a big-time verbal commitment from five-star defensive back Corey Collier. Big get for Dan Mullen. Beat out LSU, Miami for his service. 6-2, long corner. Clemson was also in on him. Uh, really good. Uh, uh, maybe as good a defensive back I've seen in this class. We'll have our scouting reports coming up on Landry Football. Really, really good player. Um, also, Florida getting a verbal from another corner, Jason Marshall. Four-star. Uh, Alabama, Clemson were also on another Miami native. Um, he has really good length, really good athleticism. Two good gets for the Gators. Something they've got to take that next step with, and more of this will allow them to take that step, trust me. Georgia, on Monday getting a four-star verbal from tight end, Brock Bowers, really great class, um, Georgia. Kids from Napa, California. And um, Washington, Arizona State, Cal, Notre Dame, Oregon. Um, Georgia's got now 14 commitments in the 2021 class. Notre Dame getting a verbal from four-star guard Rocco Spindler, 6'5", 315. LSU, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Michigan was the one that had the best chance outside of Notre Dame. The Clarkston, Michigan native, is the son of Mark Spindler, who played college ball at Pitt before heading into the pro ranks, played years and years. Um, his son Rocco always considered a heavy Notre Dame lead, and they get him. Good news for Cal is they get a verbal from four-star defensive end Derek Wilkins. 6'4", 250, opted in with Cal over Nebraska, Stanford, BC, UCLA, Washington. Um, UCLA and Stanford with the biggest competition from Rancho, Santa Margarita, California. He is a top 350 overall prospect in the 2021 class. Really good quickness. Um, really good edge rusher. Good get for Justin Wilcox and, um, and crew. Over the weekend... While the news was coming out about the MAC shutting down, maybe loss in the shuffle was another big-time prospect sitting out the season. Pitts, redshirt junior, defensive tackle Jalen Twyman opted out of the season to focus on prepping for the draft. 6'2", 290-pounder. Says it was unrelated to the global pandemic, but uh, rather in the interest of helping support his family. Um, really good player. He's got a chance to go very high. Uh, don't know about first round, but really, 
really good player. Of course, Xavier Thomas, elite underclassman from Clemson, opting out of the season. You know, I think it was after we got done. Oh, did we talk about it on Thursday? I can't remember the days running in together, but I think I mentioned on Thursday that Rondell Moore would be sitting out of the season, if you don't know that. Um, and also, Jake Garcia. Some other news. USC verbal commitment, Jake Garcia. Curious to see how many of we'll, we'll do this. Jake Garcia is um, played at Narbonne High School in La Habra, California. It, it, he is, again, they're not going to play high school football in the fall in California. So he is picking up and moving to Georgia for his high school football season. What does this mean? Does it mean anything? Is he still headed to USC? I think right now he is. Will that change? Will being in the South getting a feel will you potentially see an sec school make some positive inroads flip him it's gonna be interesting to see you know his father randy played for nebraska he's got special ability no question about it um i like his poise i like how he stands tall in the pocket i think he's very fluid in his movements in his progressions very advanced I think he does a good job seeing the field. Good student. Going to be interesting to see how this plays out. So let's talk a little bit Big Ten on the field, can we? What type of year will it be should they play? Well, I think that one of the reasons why having the Big Ten – compete. And and listen, I think it's important that all the conferences compete. If the Pac-12 doesn't compete, you know, I think you can make the case that Oregon is a national playoff contender, at least in the mix. But I don't think anybody looks at Oregon and says, that's a team that is one of the favorites to win the national title. And without Oregon – Without anybody else in the Pac-12, you're you really are missing your national championship team. Not the case with Ohio State. I think winning the national title without Ohio State being able to play would definitely delegitimize the season. I mean, I think Ohio State is talented enough, good enough. They want to play. They're limited to what they can do as an institution. Um, People will say, oh, they can, you know, you get this. Oh, they're going to get up and they're going to go play SEC schools and ACC schools. You see, um, you know, don't think that's going to happen. Don't think legally they're going to be able to get away with that. We'll see. It is a unique circumstance, no doubt, but I don't see that happen. So, I think Ohio State's the only team capable of competing for a national championship in the Big Ten. Should they not play, it will hurt the look of the season, no doubt. They are the most talented. Justin Fields. Talent around him is outstanding. 
They're going to miss Jeff Halfley, but I think they're very, very talented. I mean, I think it's a national championship caliber year and absolutely, in my opinion, a national playoff team. Like, shocked if they don't make the playoffs type. They're that good. So them not getting in would be – or not being allowed to play would be a shame. Um, Penn State, new offensive coordinator, Kirk Soraka. Maybe this offense could be better with him. Some heavy losses on defense, obviously. Losing a great linebacker that's decided to sit out, Micah Parsons. Won at least 11 games in three of the past four years. You know, I've been somewhat critical of James Franklin. Not maybe critical, but in my analysis of him, I think that he falls short in some areas. But i got to tell you, overall, pretty doggone good now. They're not Ohio State. I think James is good salesman, good organizer. But the issue with him is that he's more reliant on his staff to gel in for them to have ultimate success. They'll be successful, but the difference is James is not a great X as an old guy. He can't bring in a guy and kind of groom it and set the table. He has to bring some – he has to order the meal, have it cooked for him. He can't cook it himself. And that's a little bit different. Ryan Day, it's his offense. So there's some – look, are they ready to catch Ohio State? No. They may be the second-best team. Um, Michigan, the defense looks to be pretty good. Again, not the issue. New quarterback, go two wideouts. Got to figure that out. Michigan's good. Not great. Not a playoff contender. A team that will lose to Ohio State, lose a game or two more, We'll see how it plays out. Don't know. Um, You know, defensively, they're really good. A lot of team speed. Bring a lot of pressure from a multitude of places. They'll shut down teams for a month and then give up 40. You take a lot of risks. And sometimes they get burned by it. They, they're really good at running back. They're really good on the line. How far can Josh Gaddis take them? Shane Patterson was uncomfortable last year. They didn't know what they wanted to do with their system. That concerns me. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Indiana, how good is Indiana? Well, very talented, both sides of the ball. Really good team, a team that's probably very underrated. They've done a good job of building, finally got over the hump, going to a bowl game. Penix is a really good player. They're much better and dynamic team with Penix is in there. Sheridan is a really experienced guy. That's his biggest play-calling job that he's had. You lose your strength coach to Alabama, you know you're doing something really well. They've got to be competitive against the better teams. They've really done a good job scheduling easy wins and winning when they're supposed to, but now they got to get 
they when they got to get over the hump, go to a bowl. Now they got to take the next step. Six win season is a good season for them again, but can Penix stay healthy? Another bowl game, yes. You know, contending and finishing second or third in the East, eh, I'm not sure. I'm ready to go there yet. Still think they're fourth in that division. And I need to see them go and win all of the games they're supposed to and beat a Michigan. Beat Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers, Michigan. Win the crossover games. Win eight games. Don't think that's realistic for them. Maybe not ever, but certainly not now. Michigan State, what are they going to do with this offense? Can they do anything with it? You know, are they going to be the kind of the tough-minded? You know, it's a big unknown. Program's kind of desperate. They're probably doing things differently, and there's maybe some problems with the NCAA that hadn't bubbled to the surface yet. Um. They haven't had any time to install anything on either side of the ball. I don't think their new head coach is a great X's and O guy. I think he's a good recruiter. And not having time to do that, I'm not sure that things are getting better at Michigan State, but only worse. Maryland, Mike Loxley continues to add talent. We'll see if to his brother, Talia, can... Upgrade him at quarterback. He's been ruled eligible. Until Maryland can get better in the trenches, they're not going to be very good. They're not going to be very competitive. So they've got to get talent, but then they also have to coach it, coach it well, coach it better. I don't know that they're there. Took their lumps last year. Lots of Alabama stuff associated with their offense, but I'm not quite sure how good they're going to be. A lot of talk. Rightly so by Greg Channel returning at Rutgers. I don't know how good they're going to be. Not very good. Maybe they can get a little bit better, and I certainly see some strides in recruiting. I'm not so sure that doesn't have more to do with the pandemic and kids in Jersey not being able to visit. We'll see if Rutgers is able to hold on to those kids. So ask me in December or whenever the signing day is going to be whether they're on the right track because on the field wouldn't look very good. Over on the west, Wisconsin. You know, I would say nine starters are back from a really good defense. Not like the talent on the defense. I think they're really good. I think they're well coached. I think they've got a lot of things going for it. So, you know, execution. O-line's being retooled. Jonathan Taylor's gone. You gotta you gotta like them though. Physical <clears throat> Even without some of those, defensively, they're solid. They benefit from their offense now because they play ball control. So their defense plays very well situationally. Jack Cohn is a solid guy, typical Wisconsin guy. He's never pressed too much. When you, it's why when they play against more talented teams, they usually fall up short because he can't. you can win with him. He can't win for you. So when the game goes into his hands, it just doesn't work out. Minnesota, great season last year. 
offense has got some talent. Questions on defense. Going to miss Kirk Soraka, I think. First 11 win season since 1904. They didn't play that many games back then. In their heydays in the 30s, they weren't playing those. When they were winning national titles under uh, Bernie Bierman and Murray Warmath, they weren't playing that many games. So you can't win 11 if you don't even play 11. But they're very efficient at what they do offensively. It's a really good system. A lot of RPL stuff. Really deceptive with it. Um, thought Kirk Soraka is going to be interesting. They're not getting big names in recruiting, but they're finding their guys and developing them. Great motivated. We know that. Are they the best fit to challenge Wisconsin? Perhaps. Not maybe it's Iowa. Good skill at wide receiver and running back. The offensive line will be the anchor. Again, Nate Stanley's gone. Getting stability early at the quarterback position will be key in whether they can be competitive or not in the conference. Six starters going on defense in transition. Obviously, a little bit of a what I would call a quiet, tumultuous offseason. I mean, if this would happen – in the offseason, off the field, with some of the investigations at Iowa, if that had happened at an Ohio State or an Alabama or a Clemson, um, it would have gotten really big news. In Iowa, it's kind of a, you know, not that big of a deal nationally, but they're fundamentally sound, disciplined, signature style, bring the defense, the same base as every game, few wrinkles. That's why they coach it so well, because they coach it consistently. And it consistently works for them. Um, Nebraska, Scott Frost, will things get better? Um, it's a little bit harder to fix this program than most people thought. There's some playmakers at the skill pots on offense. Better play is needed from the quarterbacks, whoever that is. Does Scott have the magic touch? You know, Scott recognizes <clears throat> that this is not going to be an easy fix. But I also think, you know, they're they're playing a lot of stuff schematically on defense. They're just not very good on defense. They just don't have enough talent on defense. When you go back to the great Nebraska teams, it's thought of as running the option out of the eye. The signature to me was the black shirts in the defense, and they don't have that. And – they don't play offensively in a way that's going to help their defense. So I think there's an issue. I think there's an issue philosophically that they've got to look at, they've got to address, and they've got to figure out how best to make that work. Again, this year is not going to be a good year to evaluate everybody, but Scott Frost and his philosophy needs to be studied. Purdue without Rondell Moore. You know, that hurts them. They got a new 3-4 defense. The offensive line may be better. Not sure yet. It's enough down to get back to a bowl game. That's about it. Nobody pays attention to them. They're decimated by injuries last year, so people just think they're just not very good. Same old Purdue. They can surprise folks. But without Rondell Moore, it's going to be tough. David Bell is talented. Interesting hire with Bob Diaco. He knows the league. 
I don't know that what he likes to run fits their personnel. Northwestern's going to be an interesting team because they had an awful year. A moribund offense. They get Peyton Ramsey. Eight starters are back on an underrated defense. The offense, you'd think, have to get better. It was the worst-case scenario last year. Started on offense, went through a new quarterback every week. Moving on from Mick McCall's big for them. Defensively, they're tough to score, and they're smart with their coverages. They fit well. They make you work for it. Nothing really changes on defense. Patty Fisher's their leader. Look for them to respond and play well. Illinois, the defense returned some talent, an opportunistic unit, opportunistic unit creates some turnovers. The offense has a lot to prove. Stumbled most of 19. The staff is always in turmoil. I don't think they get back to a bowl game, but they got better last year. I would say this. They're not a pushover team to the degree that they have been, nor are they a pushover team the likes of a Rutgers. So I think the West – is more competitive because the bottom of the league is stronger than the East and the top of the division of the West is not as strong as the East. So there's big gaps in the East from the top to the bottom, not so much of a gap from top to the bottom in the West, and that leads for some interesting games in an interesting race. All right, we're going to take a look at another league on Thursday and get you caught up on everything around the world of college football. On Thursday, uh, Thursday the 13th, check us out on Scouts Eye on College Football. Flip on over and listen to us, Scouts Eye on Pro Football. A lot going on there as well. Check out everything on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Football for all the shows upon the network. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call so you can get this podcast and all our podcasts. Download it to your mobile device so you can listen to it. Go to LandryFootball.com to listen to the podcast if you want to listen to it there. Uh, And certainly get the the behind-the-paywall information, uh, the film room analysis, the coaching and scouting analysis, inside information that you can't get anywhere else over at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of the scouting season offer before it goes up to the regular price here in about a week. And also check out our great folks at 401K Generation, Eddie Rojas and his team, License in all 50 states. Give them a call. Give them a text at 1-866-998-5879. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Join us Thursday for another edition of Scouts Eye on College Football. And flip on over and listen to Scouts Eye on Pro Football. Thank you, folks. So long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.